The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. What does an aspiring lawyer, up and coming, an adoring girlfriend, and a beauty contestant have in common? Murder is the short answer. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. You know, I could hardly hold back there. I would just play just that one minute and seven seconds over and over and over for the jury. And I'll tell you why. She's already setting up a defense. I shot my boyfriend in self-defense. Who says that? Who says that? When you're, quote, 10 feet from the dead body, not Ryan Poston, not my boyfriend, not my lover, not uh, uh, the, the light of my life. He is now suddenly, quote, the dead body. She knows the address. She knows the location. She knows the zip code. This lady, A, is setting up a defense, giving way too much information for the defense taste, and showing she had already disassociated from the boyfriend she shot dead, and 
She is by far from insane. If she's crazy, she's crazy like a fox. Again, thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation Series XM 111. Let me introduce you an all-star panel. First of all, you know her well, Francie Hakes, former federal prosecutor. And get this, senior producer on Fox's America's Most Wanted. Not only that, podcast Best Case, Worst Case. Dr. Angela Arnold, renowned psychiatrist, joining us from the Atlanta jurisdiction. Boy, do we need a shrink. Death investigator, professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet. But first, to Emmy Award-winning investigative reporter, Christy Mazurik, whose voice am I hearing? Well, you're hearing the voice of Sheena Hubers, who sounds very distraught after opening fire on her boyfriend, Ryan. Christy Missouri, I know that you're the Emmy Award-winning investigative reporter, but let me enjoy the moment, the one time I've ever gotten to correct you. She wasn't upset until she got through her first script. Then I heard a little, <laughs> and that was about you're it. You're correct. Okay. You're correct. She's perfectly calm. <laughs> Halfway through, then there was a, <laughs> a, a, a little cry a little peep squeal of being distraught guys um how did the whole thing get started you're hearing the 911 call but let's back it up rewind listen to our friends at crime online Ryan Poston, a 28-year-old Ohio attorney, meets Shayna Hubers on Facebook. The 19-year-old was friends with Poston's step-cousin, Carissa Carlisle. The pair hit it off and began dating. Hubers is studying psychology at the University of Kentucky in Lexington. She graduates cum laude, pursuing a master's degree in school counseling. They date for about 18 months, but the relationship is anything but smooth. The couple reportedly break up several times. The whole breakup to make up. Uh, Jackie here in the studio was pointing out that she learned something or observed something in that 911 call. In the first couple of seconds, she says, a loaded gun. I shot him with a loaded gun. How does she know it's totally loaded? Loaded means all the bullets are in the cylinders, I think. Uh how does she know unless she checked it or loaded it herself? But, of course, I'm putting the cart before the horse. Let's take a listen to more about the relationship. Unsatisfied in his relationship with Hubers, Poston tells a cousin that he plans for a first date with another woman, Miss Ohio USA, Audrey Bolt. The pair connected on Facebook and had been corresponding for some time. Bolt says she found Poston smart and funny based on her Facebook interactions with him. They begin direct messaging, plans to meet at a Milford, Ohio bar for drinks and maybe to play pool. So that's where the beauty queen comes into the scenario. Miss Ohio, USA, Audrey Bolt, who uh, has advised that she wants it very clear she was not the dead victim's girlfriend. They were meeting up for a first date. Now, that's certainly coincidental. Is it not to you, Joseph Scott Morgan, professor of forensics? I know you're all about fingerprints and hair fibers and autopsy reports, but... I still like the good old hunch, the deduction, the using the gray cells. You want to tell me it's a coinkydink that he's got his first date with Miss Ohio and then suddenly she shoots him dead? Hell hath no fury. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, I, you never get tired of I saying get, that, do you, Joe Scott? You always not, pull it Nancy, out of the mothballs whenever it gets. I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, yeah. Uh, you're asking for trouble, man. You're you darn right, so don't make me mad and give me an answer. Uh, uh, yeah, hey, look, uh, it, it stands to reason that if you're involved with somebody else and you've had a volatile relationship, they're already traumatized over the thing you're saying you want to break it off. And then not only do you just go out and date somebody, you're going to go out and you're going to date uh, a Miss America con uh, contestant. Yeah, Correction. and you're talking about rubbing it in somebody's face. Wasn't it Miss USA? Oh, I'm sorry. I know, Miss USA. Miss Ohio goes in. Ohio. That Miss Ohio goes into Miss USA as opposed to Miss. There's a very subtle but important distinction. Yes. Okay. And again, it's not a beauty pageant, it's a scholarship. It's a scholarship. <laughs> okay, Exercise. Okay, Didn't agree. any yeah. of you people see Sandra Bullock and his congeniality <laughs> for Pete's sake? Okay, back to you. Go ahead. Uh, hey, yeah, and and so yeah, this is gonna. This is listen. Most, you, you know, Nancy, you and I have worked together a long time. Most of the cases that we involve that are very, very violent, they're not some stranger just coming at you out out of a dark alley, are they? Most of these things have come some kind of domestic connection many times, particularly those that are just loaded with a lot of violence, which in this particular case it was, you have passion that's involved in this. You have a lot of anger. And boy, did she take it out on him. This woman gives an all new meaning to snakes in her head. But since I didn't get the answer I was looking for, or really any answer from Joseph Scott Morgan, let me go to you, Francie Hakes, former federal prosecutor. You know your way around the courtroom. I always say there is no coincidence in criminal law. It's very few and far between. You know what this tells me? She had already broken into his emails, his messaging, possibly his texts. Maybe she was reading them when he was not by his phone. But she knew, I guarantee you, she knew he had a date with Miss Ohio that night. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. 
That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, I'm talking about Shayna Hebers, then 21 years old, and her victim, an up-and-coming lawyer, already with a good reputation. Do you think it's a coincidence, Francie Hayes, that he's trying to get ready to go out on this date, and up comes Shayna Hebers? Of course not. You know, Nancy, on America's Most Wanted, which we both covered, there was a case where the girlfriend who killed her boyfriend had cloned his phone so that she could intercept and even slow down slow down missy (laughs) you got to say that very slowly for you know i've just got a jd i didn't get my master's at (laughs) mit so explain to me and to everybody listening what it means to actually clone someone's phone and let's just say uh that takes a lot of gumption to go that far to clone a phone. I've told you this a hundred times, Francie. I tried to read my husband's email one time, and it was so boring. My eyes were bleeding. It was terrible. Never again. I found out nothing. Uh, there was nothing to find out. So I haven't wasted my time doing that again. If you've got, hey, tip. If you've got a clone your boyfriend or girlfriend's phone, you need to break up immediately and, and date somebody else or go into therapy. 100%. Ooh, it's so okay, much easier so to break tell up. everybody listening, how do you clone a phone? This is great, well, Jackie. Listen. simple, Nancy. All you have to do is go to the internet and get instructions. There are programs out there that allow you, as long as you have access to the boyfriend or girlfriend's device, I don't want to. I don't want to give the programs away, but it's really easy to find with a quick five-minute search on the internet, where you can assign that phone to your own as if it is your own. You can initiate text messages. You can read the text messages that are coming and going from your significant other's phone. And we covered a case like that on America's Most Wanted. So it wouldn't shock me to know that Shana had done the same thing or just gotten his phone in the million times she was in his apartment and wouldn't leave and he would go into a different room. I wouldn't be at all surprised if she was monitoring his social media, for example. How hard would it be to get his Facebook password and see that he's communicating with direct messages to Miss Ohio USA? That would not surprise me to learn at all. And as I say in my book, Don't Be a Victim, please um, beef up your passwords because it was probably shooting a fish in a barrel for this woman who was dead set on spying on her boyfriend, Ryan Poston, up-and-coming lawyer. He probably used his DOB or his social or his address or some connection concoction of the two to be maybe his bar ID number to create a password and he probably used the same password on every device and on every social media site but i guarantee you again let's use our noggins for a moment that she was spying on him and had hacked into his accounts this is why she hadn't been to his home uh until the time of the shooting that day that we know of so be getting ready for a date that night i don't think she um went over there with any other intention, much like Jody Arias literally driving across the desert to convince her boyfriend, Travis Alexander, not to go on a trip with another woman, but to take her instead. I think she went there 
with the intent to talk him out of going on his date, literally with the beauty queen. Okay, now you know the background. Take a listen to more of that very telling 911 call. Okay, are you sure that he is dead? trill in her voice something like that when she was trying to tune up with tears again um you know joe scott morgan uh i know that you're a death investigator and you've been to literally thousands of homicide scenes but uh have you ever seen the wizard of oz where they call in the coroner did you hear her say he's completely dead and he's most completely dead. Remember how the coroner reads off how oh, yeah. the wicked Most witch, and I guess the East too. is yeah. dead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and she's, what my point is, she's emphatic, but she's not distraught. Oh, no. he's dead. He's completely dead. I would not expect that of a girlfriend that had just shot someone she loves, even if it's in self-defense, even if it's an accident. You would expect emotion not oh he's completely dead just the way she said that yeah and you you know when something like this happens you it all of the senses are aroused you know it's it's and you're acutely aware she's standing there in this smoke nancy uh that that has you know she's inhalated this gun smoke she's in there and she may have heard sounds that he was making as she shot him as he tumbled to the floor uh the sound itself the the gunshots are still ringing in her ears but yet, you know, the thing about it is it's not like she experiences this every day. It's almost like she's prepared for it. And and you don't hear the same level of distress in her voice that you would. You know, I've been on scenes and I've talked to people that have shot other individuals. And they're, they, sometimes they'll lapse into, into moments of what we refer to as kind of catatonia, where they're just blanked out and they're staring off into the distance because it's such a shocking event. If I was interviewing her, I'd have a lot of questions because she is not rattled to her core. She has very specific details about all of this, and it rises and falls. And to you, Dr. Angela Arnold, i got a series of questions for you, but uh, I know that people can, in fact, um, disassociate with what's happening and have a period of time that they really cannot remember. That That's real. It does happen. But Dr. Angela Arnold, psychiatrist, joining us out of Atlanta, I want you to take a listen to more of this 911 call and tell me what you hear. Listen. Okay, are they going to arrest me? Ma'am, I don't know what they'll do. We're going to send send them out. I'm going to stay online with you, okay? I mean, I'm not a murderer, ma'am. I just killed him. What, what happened exactly? What happened? 
he did it. He tried to beat me and tried to carry me out of the house, and I came back in to get my things, and he was right in front of me, and he reached down and grabbed the gun, and I grabbed it out of his hand and pulled the trigger. Okay. All right. Do you need an ambulance? Have you been injured? I'm not injured, ma'am. I was thrown into the side of the couch. Okay. And how old is he? He's 29. He'll be 30 on December. He would have been 30 on December the 30th. All right. What's his name? Ryan Carter Poston. He's an attorney in Cincinnati. Okay. Have you had a history of domestic violence with him? Yes. Okay. And is this your gun? No, this is his gun. He keeps loaded guns in the house. A lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Dr. Angela Arnold, psychiatrist, joining us out of Atlanta. I heard so many things, uh, points that I would hammer to the jury. He was beating me, but I came back in the house. And also, she's not injured. Not injured at all. I've looked at her book and photos. Not injured at all. The, but why would you go you back think, into the home if your 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 right. attacker is in the home? And and Nancy, don't you think the nine one one operator did an amazing job? Yes, I, I mean, do. The nine one one operator was on it, wasn't she? Oh man, if you and think she's on look, it, Doctor Angie, guns in the house, and I mean everything was so clear about what she said. Oh, I landed on the couch. That's why I wasn't hurt when he was beating me because I landed on the couch. Well, she goes into that explanation. Listen. So he he slammed you into the couch, but you don't have any injuries. I don't have any injuries. I was just very frightened. He's, he picked, he's a lot bigger than me. He's 6'3", 200 pounds. I'm 5'8", 120. And he, and he picked me up and, and was carrying me out of the house. And I said, let me get my things at least if we're going to break up. And, and he wouldn't let me get my things. And when I reached around to try to get my things, he... I can hear myself echoing 
playing in the background, ma'am. It's, it's just this phone system. This phone system has got a delay. And he, he pushed me down from, from the door all the way to the couch. And when they come here, they'll see how far that is. He threw me across the room. And now we hear a motivation emerging. Did you hear the words break up? Let's go to our cut six. I'm sorry, you said you shot him a couple more times after that? Yeah. How many times did you shoot him total? I don't know. (laughs) Okay, because he was twitching and you knew he was going to die, so you shot him again? So instead of calling 911, she continues to shoot him? Well, there's more. Listen. And I just picked up the gun. And in the middle of him doing something with his arm or saying something crazy, shot him. And I thought, oh, my God, what have I done? You know? And... And he was laying with his face on the table, like twitching. And so I knew he was going to die a very slow and painful death. I knew he was already dead, you know, and within the next 20 seconds. Within the next two minutes, I knew he was going to be dead. And he was in a lot of pain. He was twitching, he was moaning, but he was ultimately dead. And so I shot him enough time to kill him so that he wouldn't suffer. Okay, Francie Hakes, former federal prosecutor, jump in. Yeah, Nancy, I killed him so he wouldn't suffer. I killed him because I thought he was coming at me. I killed him because I was terrified of him. I killed him because he was twitching. I killed him because I didn't want him to suffer, but he was going to die a slow and painful death. And oh, by the way, I knew we only had about 20 seconds to go. She's all over the place. This is so inconsistent within about a minute and a half, Nancy, that a prosecutor is going to have a field day with this case. And I bet you, like me, would love to be in the courtroom giving closing arguments on this one. Man, you're not kidding. Dr. Angela Arnold, listen to this. At that point, which was a few more times, and I shot him, I think I shot him twice, thought he was completely dead, and he was laying there still twitching and making noises. And I shot him in the head. I probably should have left it there, but I knew he was gonna die. Or have a very deformed face. And you were concerned. And I knew, oh no, he would have died. He was already dying. He was already, he was dying. But I just walked around the table and shot him where I knew he would die immediately. And fast. His obsession with guns killed him. You know, I would have never, I'm so Democrat, I would have never touched a gun in my life until I dated him. I mean, occasionally oh God, in this Nancy. line of business, I have been speechless, and that happened to be one. I've recovered, don't worry. Uh, Chrissy Mazurik, reporting on the case. Did you hear that? Oh, I did. 
that he would have I, a very I, deformed I face because she I shot him in the face. And yes. so she shot him again. Then she goes into her politi- political preferences. Weigh in, Christy. Uh, again, uh, we were aghast, everybody that was covering this story in Cincinnati when this was unfolding, uh, because her big, not only political platform was discussed, but not to go into too many details, she also started berating the victim, saying, you just don't understand why to shoot him so many times because he was so vain and he just wouldn't die. Isn't it true, Christy Missouri, that at one point she said, I gave him the nose job he always wanted? That is absolutely correct. Okay, um, and with that, Dr. Angela Arnold, you're the psychiatrist. I'll let you weigh in on that. Oh, my God. Nancy. Whew. I know. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's sort of breathtaking, isn't it? I wouldn't also, describe it like that. <clears throat> I mean, I say breathtaking, like when you look well, down at the Grand Canyon. Or... Taking my breath away. I mean, who thinks like this, right? I'm still back on the part where she kept shooting him. If she was so scared of him, like you said, just get out of there. If she's such a gun hater, then why did she keep shooting the guy? Well, did, <laughs> didn't you hear? Quote: His obsession with guns killed him, not me. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, hello, psychopath, nothing is her fault, okay? Okay, you know, nothing I've noticed something fault. about you, Dr. Angie. You like to throw me on the term psychopath, but not everybody went to medical school. So could you explain what that is and why you're using the term with Shana Hubers? Psychopath is someone, first of all, it's like a, it's like a heavier form of narcissistic personality disorder. They have they have no remorse for things. They don't. You know, it's amazing things. that you explain one Latin term with another Latin term. Okay, I'm sorry. Speak English, it's the way lady. My head works. Okay. She she thinks about herself. She she charms people. She lies. She manipulates. There's a complete lack of social rules, and she prioritizes her own self interest. And I have a feeling that throughout this case, that's what they're going to see. They're going to see a prioritization by her of her own self-interest, which is why she starts to attack the dead guy. I thought a psychopath was someone that um, could not empathize with other correct. people's they pain. They have no empathy. I was just, I was saying, I was talking about a lot of other things that they have going on also, but you are completely correct, Nancy. A psychopath has no empathy. And they do, so therefore they don't see what they're doing, do they? That is not a sense. She is not crazy. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, 
a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we're talking about Shayna Huber's to you, Francie Hakes, uh, former federal prosecutor, now senior producer on Fox's America's Most Wanted and podcast star, best case, worst case podcast. Francie, once I hear sane, everything else is like blah, 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 because it's not a defense. Either you did or you did not know right from wrong at the time of the incident. That is the, quote, old McNaughton rule, which came from Great Britain. And we, Americans, brought that jurisprudence, that body of law from Great Britain when we came here. And that is still the test for insanity today. Now, there are some slight derivations, but generally, being a psychopath or being drunk or being high on drugs or being narcissistic, None of that rises to insanity as a defense under the law. You're absolutely right, Nancy. In fact, you could be mentally ill and still be legally responsible. And here, even if she has in her retrials, even if she has medical experts get up and say she is insane or she was insane at the time of the crime, the prosecution has very strong arguments to combat that in her own words on the 911 call. As we've already discussed, all those inconsistencies, that's not because someone is insane. That's someone who's constantly changing her story, trying to find the one that'll work to get her Mm -hmm. walked out of the jail. And she never found it. And she never will find it. Same thing with Jody Arias. Remember how many defenses she threw out? First, I wasn't even there. Okay, yes, I was there, but it was self-defense. Oh, I left out the one about uh, a man and a woman dressed as ninjas came in and killed him and let me live. The defenses changed and changed and changed. Guys, it, it just, just nothing like giving the jury the 911 call in opening statement. If you haven't already had it admitted into evidence correctly pre-trial, then you have to give a different opening statement, then lay the foundation for the 911 call, and then play it pretty quickly for the jury, because you really want them to hear this. Listen. I'm not your typical murderer. No, not the one that you see on Part of me doesn't feel bad about it. 
and part of me does. You know what I mean? Like, and part of me is like, he hit me. He threw me. I guess this is a new defense. Quote, I guess the hillbilly came out of me. Okay. She also says part of me doesn't feel bad about it. Well, I just had to get to this part of her interrogation. Listen. I wanted to hear it, but then suddenly I don't. She's actually vocalizing. She's singing harmony and melody, which again shows she's not insane. Chrissy Mazurik, help me. This is just hours after she guns down her boyfriend that broke up with her, that she tried to get back with, that didn't want her back, that she shot dead. Help me. Why is she singing Amazing Grace? Well, because... I think she's trying to pretend that she's crazy because moments after that, she's mumbling to herself in that video. Uh, she says she can't believe she actually did it, and she's so good at acting. This tape went on for hours, Nancy. This wasn't a short interrogation, and investigators left her inside by herself because they were aghast watching what was going on from another room and just let the recording continue. Again, it reminds me of Jodi Arias. Remember her standing on her head and doing yes. gymnastics and humming in the police interrogation room? Guys, you know, this is like drinking from the fire hydrant. And I think Francie Hakes and Joe Scott Morgan will agree with me. An interrogation type tape like this, it, 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 again, few and far between. Now, brace yourself. So many red flags. Take a listen to our friend Tom McGee, WCPO. In the 18 months Shana Hubers and Ryan Poston were together, there was an incredible number of social media messages between them. Highland Heights Police Chief Bill Birkenauer gave jurors a staggering number on Monday. Pretty much you can count them. I, I would say it was between 50 and 100,000 messages. So how many came from Shana Hubers and how many did Ryan Poston answer? The chief says it depended on the situation. If he was trying to break up or, or move on, she would send him 100 messages to his one response many times he would just turn his phone off when it came to facebook chief Birkenauer testified that hubers got into poston's page blocked people and sent messages like this haha ha, after you wrote on my pick ryan unliked it bc because he realized that i liked it from his computer while logged on as him ha 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 then there were times that hubers used a friend's phone to send text messages often using strong language you're just a horrible attorney. Ha. Ah, you lost a client and didn't contest. Wow. Not easy, just stupid. Goodbye. Well, there's nothing to hurt a lawyer like attacking their uh, their 
maneuvers in court. But I think our cut 14, this is reporter Mike Shell at Fox 19, was one of the most disturbing facts that we learned. Listen. Day six of the retrial saw the prosecution put forth three women who had contact with Hubers while she was in the Campbell County Detention Center waiting for her first trial to begin. Ms. Nivens, let's just get this out of the way right away. Are you a convicted felon? Yes. Holly Nivens says Hubers described what happened after she picked up Ryan Poston's gun from the dining room table at his Highland Heights condo. She asked Ryan, she said, what would you do if I and pointed the gun at him? What did she say Mr. Poston did? Uh, smirked at her. And what did she do at that point? Walked around the table and shot him. Post and stepsister left the courtroom in tears when she heard what Hubers allegedly said about her family. She had said that Ryan's family had a bunch of money and that they could buy a new child. Behind bars awaiting trial, Shana Hubers, killer girlfriend, says his family's got money. They can buy a new child. Okay, Joe Scott Morgan, the psychological and psychiatric implications aside, isn't it true there was no evidence whatsoever of any physical fight between the two? No, there wasn't. And let me tell you this, I can prove that her alibi, her story, whatever the hell you want to call it, is complete BS. Nancy, when you get into ballistics and firearms, one of the toughest shots to make is what's referred to as a headshot. If people at home will just think about the silhouettes that they see folks at, say, gun ranges, if they've ever seen pictures of it, it's a silhouette. You've got a head, then you've got shoulders and a body. And in defensive training, what they do is they teach you to fire center mass. That means at the center of the body, okay, the biggest part of the body, to score what's referred to as a headshot, particularly with a handgun is very, very difficult. It's a higher order kind of thing. So what that tells me, Miss, I'm afraid of handguns and I don't even like handguns. Nancy, from what I understand, she pumped six rounds into this guy. Okay, six. One, two, three, four, five, six, including the one where she says, that, well, I guess I gave him the nose job he always wanted. You know why she did? Because she, she shot him center mass in the face with a lead core projectile that probably destroyed his face at that moment in time. And then she continued to pump other rounds into him after she had scored a deadly headshot. This is not something like if you're falling backwards, oh my God, I'm falling backwards and I'm landing on the couch safely and I'm just trying to defend myself. BS. You walked up on him, you planned it, and you ambushed him. You shot this guy in the face and then once he was down, you continue to pump rounds into his lifeless body. You know, you have heard us discussing her statements in her 911 call, much the way a jury would when they were having jury deliberations. But the reality is this. This young man fought his way through law school. He was an up-and-coming star in the legal community, loved by all, most of all, his family. And now they're the one with the life sentence of life without their beloved son and brother. Shana Hubers, rot in hell. Nancy Grace, Crime Story signing off. Goodbye, friend. From BBC Radio 4, 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station. Station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.